driven out. Say, I have, I'm not driven out. I'm moving forward. Old seasons are for old wineskins. So we have already entered into, not we're going to, we have already entered into a new season which requires new wineskins. I want you to turn to Exodus 2, 22. Exodus 2, 22. Zipporah bore Moses a son. And they called him Gershom which means driven or thrust out. That's what Gershom means. For Moses said, I have been a stranger in a foreign land. Moses summarized his life since leaving Egypt in the naming of his son. Some of you may feel like strangers in a foreign land right now, driven or thrust out from what seemed normal in your life. But you can't walk in the fire and the glory, like what we just experienced here, that's just a touch of what God wants to bring. But you can't walk in the fire and the glory that God is preparing for you in an old wineskin, right? So you were not driven out, you're moving forward. In Matthew eleven twelve, it says that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. That means sometimes you need to apply some force to take back what is rightfully yours. Amen. Can I get a witness here? Sometimes you need to take back by force what belongs to you, what rightfully belongs to you. So this new wineskin that God is bringing about in this new season that you're not being driven out of, but you're being thrust into, say, God is on the throne and I will not lack. You will not lack. So Moses was tending his father-in-law's sheep, doing what was at hand to do. When the angel of the Lord appeared, as a flame of fire from the midst of the bush. You guys probably know the story. Exodus 3, verses 2 through 4. I'm going to read it. Exodus 3, 2 through 4. It says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire. Say flame of fire. In the midst of the bush. And so he looked. What did he do? Looked. And behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. The bush was burning with fire, but it was not consumed. And Moses said, then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush does not burn. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to to look, God called. God called to him. God called Moses from the midst of the bush, and he said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. In one moment, everything changed. In one moment, everything changed right here for Moses. He, in one moment, his life went from controlled from manageable to out of control. There's a blazing fire and it's speaking. There's a voice coming out from this bush. Everything was out of control. What did Moses do? It says in Exodus 3, 2, it gives us the answer. Moses looked. Moses looked 
to the bush. Moses looked. He looked at the burning bush that was not consumed, and God called him into his destiny. When you go down to verse 4, it says God called him. He called to him, and he said, right? And Moses said, he said, Moses, Moses, and he said, here I am. What is the key right here? We look to God. When things look like they're out of control, you look to him. God is doing something, and here he said, Moses, I am not going to consume you. You're not going to die. In other words, he's saying, what I'm going to do right here is I'm bringing you into a new destiny for you. And I believe this is a prophetic word for our church tonight and for those that are here tonight into new wineskins for this new season. See, we can all see what the enemy is doing right now in the world. We can all see in the nation. We can all see what's happening, right? We can see the fear. We can see the deception. We can see the control. We can see the manipulation, but yet never underestimate the hand of the Lord. Never underestimate the hand of the Lord in a sold out radical servant of the Lord. That's who Moses was. That's who you are, a radical sold out servant of the Lord that God sees. God sees you right where you're at. He sees the conviction of your heart. He sees what you've determined to do. He sees how you've stepped out in faith and not fear. He sees, and I'm telling you right now, that though the enemy may be doing a whole lot of things, God is still on the throne, and he is still doing something. Well, as Moses, what did he do? He turned and he looked. He, he could have ran, guys. He could have ran, but instead he looked right at what was burning. He looked right at what was odd, and God spoke to him, called him from the midst of the chaos. Do you know that God wants to call you from the midst of the chaos sometimes, and he wants to speak a sure word to you from the midst of the craziness, in the midst of what might seem insecure? God is going to speak if you have ears to hear. And if you're pursuing, Moses looked, we've got to look. Lord, I see what the enemy is doing, but what are you doing? Lord, I hear the reports, but what are you saying to me? What are you saying to me? Because God is always saying something, and he's always saying something to you. So Moses looked at the bush. And so as we look to the Lord, as he looked to the Lord, as he looked to the Lord, he, he burned, the, the, the bush was burning with fire, right? But and it would seem like everything was out of control, right? But here's the thing. Like life's pools, there are life's pools, and they seem to consume everything. But we've got to let God consume everything in us until we become consumed with him. We've got to let everything, every hold that the world has, we've got to let the fire of God burn it out, drive that out until we become so consumed with him that he is our one and only focus. He becomes our true focus. He becomes what we dream. He becomes he, the very taste on our, on our mouth. He becomes what we desire. He becomes everything. Do you know that's what he wants for you? A completely sold out bride. Do you know that's what he's yearning for us to have? That kind of passion, that kind of compassion, that kind of conviction, that kind of pursuit. And how do we do that? How do we do that? By allowing the Lord to bring us closer. By being available. Moses could have ran. The, the bush was there burning. He could have ran. It was an odd scene. It was very odd. But he didn't. He didn't run. Instead of allowing fear to take him away, he allowed 
the Spirit of God to drive him and bring him in closer. And that's what we endeavor to do. We ask the Holy Spirit, continue to draw us, bring us closer into your heart, bring us closer into the things of the Lord. Even when we don't understand what's going on, even when it seems scary or you might feel afraid, Lord, bring me closer to your heart. Because as I get closer to the heart of God, as we get closer to the heart of God, understanding his heart, everything changes for us because we are able to hear his voice. We're able to move like he wants us to move. Like what we saw tonight, a move, a display of his splendor, the healing power. You know, some of it was feeling uh, physical healing, but some of it wasn't. Some of it was emotional healing. God was touching people in their emotions. Amen. Yes. Amen. And you know, you can go to years and years and years to a counselor, and I'm not against going to counselors. You can go to a counselor for a long time, you know, but sometimes in the presence of the Lord, it can be really quick. You know, sometimes in the presence of the Lord, he just, I mean, God knows yesterday, today, and forever. He knows, and he knows he created us. So we press into him. Turn to uh, Mark 11, I'm sorry, Mark 12, 30. Mark 12, 30. Because in speaking of being consumed with him, I, I want to be one that lives consumed in his love. Like, let God just consume everything out of me that would be the world's standards, and then just consume me with your love, right? So that I'm radical for him. So Mark, and this is very biblical, lest you're wondering, Mark uh, 12, 30. It says that you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. And this is the first commandment. So that means everything within you, everything within your heart, everything within your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, everything within you, your strength itself. I'm going to love the Lord with everything within me. Do you know that's a decision that we get to make? That's a decision that we get to make. No matter what, Lord, I love you with everything within me. Yes, but things are going crazy. Yes, but this is going on and that's going on. But I choose to love the Lord my God with everything within me with all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my mind, with all of my strength. It's a choice. Amen. And then God meets you there. He meets you there. Hallelujah. So consumption before the glory. Second Chronicles 7, 1. When Solomon prayed at the dedication of the temple, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. First there was a consumption, and then the glory of the Lord filled the house. You must be consumed. We must be consumed before we can become a display for his splendor. And that's what the world needs to see, a genuine heartfelt Christian that so loves God, that is so trusting God even when they don't understand, but yet trusts God because he's never failed me yet. His word says that he is with me and he will never leave me and never forsake me. Amen. He says he's working all things together for good, for those who love him, for those who are called according to his purposes. So we stand on the word and it will never ever return unto us void. So consumption before the glory. Consumption before the glory. In, in John 2, 17 and also Psalms 69, 9, talks about the zeal. Zeal is passion. 
And it's also devotion. You can intermix any word. Zeal, passion, devotion. But it says, let zeal for his house. Whose house? God's house. Let zeal for his house consume you. Let it consume you. And let it drive away all things that limit you or keep you from a totally committed life to Christ. Let zeal for his house consume me. Do you know you should pray that? That's a good prayer. Do you know as we pray that, guess what happens? It comes to pass. You start to become consumed. You start to have zeal for his house. You start to yearn for the things that God wants you to yearn for. You start to have crazy kind of passion and compassion. You start to believe God at his word that God's going to actually do what he said he's going to do. Do you know that the revelation that God has revealed to you is the restoration that you're going to walk in? Whatever revelation God has revealed to you, you're going to walk in that level of restoration. If you can believe it because you've been consumed with his presence, then when you believe the revelation God has given you based on his word, then the restoration that he promised you is yours because you believe it. Simply because you believe it. Belief is a, a very powerful thing. When we believe, things change. When I believe, things change. When you believe, things change. Believe what? Believe him at his word. Take, him, take God at his word. Take God at his word because his word never returns void. Because his word is eternal. Because his word is life to our very bodies. Life to our very bones. It's life and health. The word says it's life and health. That means complete life and health. Everything that we need is found in it. So allow yourself to be consumed. Let zeal for his house. Say, Father, let zeal for your house consume me. According to John 2.17, according to Psalm 69.9, let zeal, oh God, let me burn with passion for you. Let me have that conviction. Let me have that compassion. Let me have the passion and the devotion for you, oh God. Do you know nothing else will satisfy you like the Lord? Amen. Nothing at all. Nothing. Before you were a believer, before Jesus came and wrecked your life, turned you upside down, but it's really the right side up. Before you actually went head deep in your, what is that called? All the way at the deep end. Dive in at the deep end of the pool totally immersed with just total crazy kind of intoxicated love from the Lord. Before that happened, what happened? Who were you? What, what, who were you? You were living for the world. You had certain passions. You had certain things that you did, and you were happy sometimes, kind of, sort of. But when you taste and see how good God is, everything changes, and you look back to that person, and you go, what was I thinking? Clearly, I wasn't, because we didn't know. We didn't know. But when you start to understand this walk with Christ, and you go, Lord, and you start tasting and seeing how good he is, and then you say, Lord, let zeal for your house consume me. I need more. I need more. Let the passion, let the conviction, let the determination for your house consume me. Don't let the world, I don't want the world to consume me. I don't want to be so preoccupied by the things that this world has, and they are there. And you could get sidetracked. You could, but you're not going to. Say, I'm not going to. I'm not going to, because the zeal for, zeal for his house has consumed me. See, this is what Moses, Moses was so 
He was so he was so focused on what he was seeing, and God took this man that was first drawn out of the water. You know, his name, Moses, means drawn out of the water. But he wasn't just drawn out of the water. He was also drawn out of the desert. He was also drawn from the desert. This man, he, you know, he was drawn out of desert places so that he can go into, back into Egypt, so that he could go to fulfill his destiny because there was, a, there was a group of people that God said, Moses, I am entrusting you. But first, Moses, you have to have the burning bush experience. First, Moses, at the burning bush experience, I, I, I want you to look to me. Even though this, this bush is burning and even though you don't understand it, you still looked to it, which means you looked to me. Even when we don't understand what God is doing in our life, even when we pray and we don't get healed right away, even when we pray and our child doesn't return to the Lord right away, and sometimes we pray and the, uh, the complete opposite happens, and you're devastated. But even at that time, God never will leave you, never will forsake you, and he'll show you. He'll show you what he was doing. He'll show you what he's bringing you to do, what he's bringing you up to do. He will show you how he's going to turn your life around completely and give you what you didn't even know to ask. Moses did not know what to ask at the burning bush. He was stupefied. Like, what do you say the bush is burning and the bush is talking? What do you say? But he did the right thing. So when we don't know what to do, when we don't know what to say, look to Jesus. He looked to the bush. And then God spoke to him. And when he spoke, he gave him an assignment so that he now goes. Now, Moses, you're going to go. But who am I, Lord? I am who I am, saith the Lord, and I am in you. And he is saying that over you right now. Wanda, he's saying that over you right now. David, he is saying that over you right now. Stephen, he is saying that over you right now. I am who I am. I know you can't do this on your own. If you could do it on your own, whatever God called you to do, it's probably not God. It's probably just you anyways. God's going to stretch you. Let's just put it that way. God's going to stretch you. He's going to move you beyond what you think you can do so that God gets the glory. This thing that Moses was about to do was way beyond what he thought he could do. He didn't feel qualified. He was so worried and he was like, oh God, please send somebody else. Oh God, please. Like what? But God said, but I know you. I've put my mark on you. I can trust you. Fee, I can trust you. Fee, you don't trust yourself. Sometimes that's good. But we do have to move past that. We have to move past that because sometimes if we get stuck there, we actually work against what God is trying to do. So we trust God in us, right? We trust God in us. Amen? Consumption before glory. So this new season that we are in, I told you guys about this new season before, I don't know, it was, it was a few months ago, about the, that we were entering into a new season. And then look at us here. Voila. Praise the Lord. We are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. Come on. We are blessed beyond measure. You know what? In this season, seriously, this is what I'm telling you. This is why I'm saying God is, he's moving you forward. You're moving. You're, you're going to be moved forward if you can hear. Right now, let every ear hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Because even in this season, where it seems like everything is at a standstill, nothing is at a standstill in the kingdom. 
Because stagnant waters produce death. Nothing is at a standstill in the kingdom. So that means in your life, God is doing something, but it's up to you to look to the burning bush. Look to the Lord your God. It's up to you to say, Lord, what are you saying to me specifically, personally? What are you saying to me, Lord? Because what you say to me is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do. I'm going to do exactly what you tell me to do, and I'm not going to waver from that. I'm not going to waver from that. Um, oh, thank you, Father. In, in John chapter 2, Jesus, there was that story with when he turned the water into wine. And Mary says, well, you know, they ran out of wine. You know, Jesus, do something. And he says, no, it's not my time, you know. And, and he's like, and then he says, okay, go, go and, and fill these water pots. Go fill these water pots with water, right? And when he, they filled them with water, God turned the water into wine. But what was said, do what he tells you to do. Mary said, do what he told you to do, what he tells you to do. And that is the word for you right now. First, look, look to Jesus like Moses looked to the burning bush. But then when he calls you, when he speaks to you, do what he's telling you to do. Because this is not a stagnant season. It should never be a stagnant season. That doesn't mean that, that, doesn't mean that there's no stillness. But stillness is unto a relationship that's still moving and, a, and, and God is conversing with you and God is healing you and God is, he's rearranging things that need to be rearranged and he's still directing your steps. And at the right time, you'll see the, there it is, there it is, you'll see it come to pass. But there were things that you heard along the way that you were faithful to be obedient to the word of the Lord. So obedience in our life is key. It's important that we walk in the obedience of the Lord because that's where the blessing lays. That's where it lies, right? So let his flame be the fire that people see in your life by letting him first bring that within you. See, we got to get completely rid of us, completely rid of our worries, our insecurities, what are people going to think and what are people going to say? We got to get rid of the fear of man. And we do that by asking God, just eradicate that thing. Remember we said zeal, right, for his house will consume us. Well, Lord, consume all those things that block me from really walking in the fullness of who you've called me to be. You pray that. You pray that. And then what happens is the flame of fire is what people are going to see in your life. And they're going to say, wow, you, you're just so, you're so radical. But here's the thing. You're going to point them to Jesus. You're going to point them right to Jesus because it's not about you. The minute it becomes about you, everything stops. It should never be about you. It's not about us. It's about God in us. It's about giving glory to God. The minute that we think that we have to be the one that God uses, everything stops. God is looking for a human being, an individual that is humble. God is looking for somebody that's, gonna, that's so hungry, humble, hungry, and pressing in, and just wants to be consumed with his glory, just wants everything that God has for them and nothing less. Willing to be radical if that's what it looks like. We don't care. We don't do it for that, for that reason. But we just are so in love with the King of Kings who is already in love with you. 
See, when you become filled with the love of God, when you understand you receive the love of God, you really do change. You really do change because you know that you're approved from the Most High God. When you know that your Father approves you, you walk differently and you talk differently and you act differently because you are different. Because you know that your Father is there and He's for you and He's moving. He's moving. He's got favor. His favor is for you. And so what happens is, is that you go with confidence instead of this fear and, and trepidation. That, oh, am I pleasing? Oh, is God going to be okay with this? No. There is a pressing into his presence as you say, Lord, as Moses didn't understand any of that, I'm sure. Because it wasn't like it happened before, guys. And it wasn't like it happened after. But he trusted. When things happen in your life that you don't know what's going on, will you look to God? Will you look to the spirit of the Lord and say, I may not understand what's happening, but I do know one thing. This one thing I know that you are with me and I'm going to look to you, Lord, what are you saying? What are you saying to me? Lord, speak to my heart. Lord, I want to press into the fullness of what you have right now, right now. Why should we wait? Don't wait. Press in. Amen.